Okay, I've got a question. What do a luxury ski resort, an ice fisherman, and a rickety sleigh that saves the day have in common? Well, somehow, believe it or not, they are all key plot points in 2022's Falling for Christmas, now available on Netflix. And boy, do we have a lot to talk about, Jennifer. So much. We certainly (laughs) do, Josh. And we'll unwrap it all on this episode of Do You Watch What I Watch? Here we are, another episode, this time on Netflix. So everybody's been saying, well, I don't get Hallmark. I don't get Great American Family. First of all, if you're wondering, we both watch with the Friendly TV app. And this is not a sponsor. This is not an ad. Although I wish it was. It's (laughs) I slid into their DMs earlier (laughs) to see if there's an opportunity. That it's F-R-E-N-D-L-Y, Friendly TV. If you subscribe there, you can cancel anytime. So if you just want to get it for the holidays, that's fine. They'll let you cancel after. I've done it before. Um, But there's three plans. I get the middle one because you get unlimited DVR. And so I can DVR my movies. You get Hallmark, Great American Family, Lifetime, and a bunch of other channels too. I think it's really great. Easy peasy. I've really enjoyed it. But if you're not into that route, Netflix, pretty much all of y'all have Netflix. So you can really appreciate this episode. Yes, one that I think a lot of people have been looking forward to seeing because I think there had been some buzz well before the season that Lindsay Lohan was going to be back and boy is she back yes who's back yes she is I wanted to wear pink as a nod to Mean Girls because you know on Wednesdays we wear pink you should but a we're not recording on a Wednesday and b I don't really own much pink so (laughs) best laid plans (laughs) here we are (laughs) Well, maybe I'll Photoshop a pink outfit on you or something for the YouTube channel. Thank you. Josh, can you tell our beloved listeners what they're in for with this movie, the synopsis? Yes, yes. So Falling for Christmas is the title. Here is the synopsis. In the days leading up to Christmas, a young and newly engaged heiress experiences a skiing accident. After being diagnosed with amnesia, she finds herself in the care of the handsome lodge owner nearby and his daughter. And that's all we get. That's all we need. So Lindsay Lohan's the heiress and the handsome lodge owner is played by, um, oh gosh, what's his name? He was on Glee. Overstreet. Court Overstreet. Yes. Thank you. Yes. And lo and behold, according to Wikipedia, he's from Nashville. Is he really? Yeah, apparently so. So hometown connection here. And wow. I mean, this one had a lot of people talking, like I said, well before the holiday season and we knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that this is one we were going to watch absolutely no doubt about it and we'll find out if we're better for it or not <laughs> let's get into it all right so the curtain comes up and we are at a very swanky luxury big ski resort probably in colorado i think right? One would assume, yeah. Right, okay. Anyway, we get skiing, we get snowboarding, we get luxury, we get really, really wealthy people in the opening credits, 
and then we get a, we get a hot spot. tub that's like on the rooftop yeah. that's sort of like cantilevered partially over yeah mm-hmm. yeah very, very bougie fancy. very bougie we also get a bougie glam squad that shows up and they are there to make sure that our leading lady Lindsay lohan playing the role of sierra belmont which is a luxury bougie name if i've ever heard it those in the air right exactly they show up because it is a big day for her because her dad has teed up a hotshot gig her dad is beauregard belmont which is an even bougier sounding name he is a hotel magnet so right out of the gate we're getting vibes that Lindsay lohan sort of plays this paris hilton kind of character you know mm-hmm. dad's teed up this hotshot gig with the company where she's going to be a vice president of aesthetics atmosphere yeah <laughs> atmosphere whatever it doesn't yeah. really matter i only know that because i wrote it out because it made me laugh out loud and how exactly. do i get that job the vice president you. of atmosphere <laughs> Right. You get that job because you're the daughter of the, yes, exactly. Of the and I'm not. Wah, wah. And there it is. Yeah. <laughs> so turns out that Lindsay Lohan Sierra is on the phone with a guy named Tud. And oh. Tad is maybe her boyfriend, maybe not. From the go, it seems like Tad is a total dud, and this movie does not want you to like Tad in the least bit. And it is but easy he is to one of hype not like him. <laughs> I'm sorry, he's one of hype magazine's top social influencers, though. Ugh, yikes! Yeah, there's a very early on emphasis on appearances versus reality and that's one of the key themes in this movie and it comes out early and often so we get that from her cut to jay key is skiing with beauregard hilton and so we get this ski montage with some really really bad green screen effects because clearly we used skiing doubles as opposed to these actors really skiing and it turns out that jake has a plan for his smaller resort that's nearby called the north star but needs the money from beauregard belmont to actually make it happen and so he's there to sort of pitch this idea of an investment kind of situation cut to the elevator at the belmont luxury ski resort opening and Lindsay lohan walks into the lobby and she looks every bit of an heiress i mean she is gussied She's wearing that red outfit that she's wearing in the movie. Um, yes. The movie poster that we talked about briefly in our draft. And I said, you know, I, I think I referenced Joe and Fabric. And you were like, oh, no, honey. This, that was not me. <laughs> oh, no. But this, no, honey. <laughs> the sleeves are alone are worth a whole monument. I mean, they are. It's a billowy sleeve outfit. And she's wearing like a crazy hat. And they later say that, um, oh, who was the... Uh, vet, Oh, who is the fashion designer? Valanyagi. It was a Valanyagi. <laughs> Whoever that's supposed to be, but they said it like three times and I thought it was funny. Not the Valanyagi. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because Jake bumps into her literally in the lobby, bumps into her, and he's got some sort of very frothy coffee drink or something and spills a little bit on her garment. And so that's obviously a huge crisis for her. Anyway, she cleans up, and she's off to have lunch with Dad and Tad. 
during which she lets it be known that, quote, I don't do bacon. And for one moment, I was like, I am out. <laughs> yeah, I can't relate to you. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> can't relate to you. Don't feel it. If you don't do bacon, I don't do you. <laughs> anyway. Exactly. And we learned that Beauregard's not too fond of Tad. He calls him yeah. Ted a lot. Yeah. I, I think, think on purpose, just because he doesn't like it. A, yeah, very passive aggressive, and I love it every I time. they're going to make the dad more of a villain than he was. I mean, he's loaded, and he's kind of cold-ish, but I don't think he was a bad father by any means. I think no. he's just very business-like. Very business, and he actually sort of evolves through the course of the movie, too, which I think is really a nice touch for him, too. Anyway, cut to Jake's Ski Lodge. He is super bummed because Beauregard was basically like, no, I'm not investing in your tiny little North Star Lodge. It didn't go over well, and he's really sad about it. He opens a desk drawer, and there is this beautiful angel that is just stuffed into the drawer, and we're like, what is that all about? And we don't get an answer immediately, but stay no. tuned. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Dad and Lindsay Lohan, Sierra... They have a talk about her deceased mom. So we learn that Sierra's mom died while she's holding a snow globe. So there's some sort of sentimentality around the snow globe for her. And dad lets it slip that he's going to be leaving the area until Christmas Eve. So he's leaving town. Mm -hmm. So she hops in Tad's Maserati, which is super swanky. And they jaunt off for a very fancy social media photo shoot. Tad is not into her singing in the car, <laughs> even though she wants tells to her she's a little song. pitchy. <laughs> tells her she's a little bit pitchy, and I'm like, I literally wrote in my notes, he is a mega tool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it's, I thought it was kind of, is it supposed to be a wink? Because Lindsay Lohan did make a run at being yes, a musical artist. Very much what they were trying to do. Yeah, I thought that was funny. You and know. she's wearing this. Out we'll have to post a picture of the outfits on our social media because this outfit is like, it's a pink ski, tailored ski suit. But this hat is as tall as she is mm -hmm. wide. I mean, it's just like this big pink fuzzy hat. And it's so absurd <laughs> just to make not... you really. Yeah. It's not practical. You're not practical at all. As I was going to say, it's not meant for skiing. It's meant for après ski, you know? It's very much meant for that. Anyway, they snowmobile to a very remote and very dangerous slope. And Tad really kind of has no idea what he's doing, no idea where he's going. He loses his cell signal. And whoopsie-doo, they wind up on top of a remote mountain, and he drops to one knee and proposes with what I thought was a really gaudy engagement ring did you think that ring was pretty it didn't really seem like her what her style would have been at all yeah of course not because it's more about tad than it is about her right yeah okay. anyway cut to a christmas village nearby and we get this little girl who is making a wish and it wasn't immediately clear who this girl was to me was it clear to you um they we met them briefly at the inn Okay. The yeah, girl is I, his daughter. Yes, exactly. I must have missed it. So it really wasn't obvious to me. Yeah. I wasn't sure is... who the the grandma was. I didn't yeah. know if it was his mom, but I guess we learned it was his um Jake's late wife's mother. Right. And the girl's yes. grandmother. Anyway, so this yeah. girl and her name is Abby. She is making a wish at some sort of Christmas village or whatever, and there is a Santa Claus there who 
if you didn't know that he was magical, might strike you as a little bit creepy by the way he sort of <laughs> looks at everybody. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> For he's sure. magical. He's magical, not creepy. Anyway. Thank goodness. So, right, exactly. <laughs> anyway, there's this huge gust of wind as she makes her wish. The wish flies up into the air in the most dramatic fashions. At the same time, we cut to the mountaintop where Tad is on one knee proposing to Sierra. And the wind blows the wish up into the sky and it blows Sierra down the mountain. <laughs> like she literally she... falls backwards. The first thing when he puts the ring on her hand, the gaudy ring, she says, oh, it's a little, it's too big, Tad. And so as he is making a lunge to try to grab her hand as she's flying off the mountain, he grabs he ho- grabs her by the ring. And since the ring was too big, he's left holding the ring. And Lindsay Lohan goes flying down. And it it's is, absurd. It is totally absurd and totally But I'm hilarious. here for it because I think they're embracing, they're going for that funny physical they comedy are. bit throughout the whole movie. So as long as we're embracing it. As long as Netflix is embracing it, I'm embracing it. <laughs> right. And I feel like we owe it to people to embrace it because it is every bit of cheesy as you kind of want it to be in this particular moment. It's bonkers. So, this whole scene of her flying down the mountain ooh. backwards forward, she would have died. She absolutely would have died. So listener, when I tell you this scene alone is worth watching the movie, <laughs> without a doubt worth it like uh, and then she's backwards she's forward she's upside down and tad takes a big old tumble tear too yes but tad goes down the other side of the mountain so they're down different sides of the mountain sierra winds up crashing into a tree she passes out just as jake is on a rickety sleigh taking a couple Mm -hmm. of people who are staying at his resort on a little sleigh ride and happens to see a passed out woman decked out in pink and he calls a code three, which I guess is mountain speak for emergency. I don't know. <laughs> I guess uh, Eris may be dead. Eris down. We got an Eris down. Code three. <laughs> Must happen all too frequently. All too frequently. Well, I mean, these Erises probably really don't know what to do on skis, so they probably get into trouble all the time. So there's that. Yeah. Anyway, cut to the hospital. And of course, she has amnesia. So she doesn't know who she is, doesn't know where she is. Blah, 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 blah. We've seen this bit a thousand times before. One thousand times, but... It's not original, but again, I'm, I'm embracing it and I'm here for it. Not original, but how often do you see someone of the caliber of Lindsay Lohan playing this kind of character? I mean, that alone is why we're watching this movie to begin with, right? Yes. So Tad is rightfully struggling. He's definitely fish out of the water in the wilderness, and he has no idea what he's doing. Cut to the North Star Lodge, which looks like Christmas literally exploded all over the place. They really went really high budge in terms of the lights and the garland and the trees and the this and the that there. Mm-hmm. And what they've done is they have offered to basically house Lindsay Lohan or Sierra, <laughs> as I should be calling her because she is a yeah. character, not the actress. She's yet. Lindsay Lohan. They are trying to get her settled into her room. They're going to house her there until she gets back on her feet, until someone comes to claim her (laughs) and knows who she is, that sort of thing. And so she's getting settled into her room and she immediately gets spooked by a raccoon and yet again does another little physical bit thing where she flips over the back of a recliner in a really funny way. And I just thought to myself, 
how much are they paying Lindsay Lohan to do these sort of pratfalls on this Netflix TV movie? Like, it's unreal what they've got and her doesn't doing. doesn't end there. There's and more it, to come. No! <laughs> Did this seem weird to you that she's doing this much physical comedy in this movie? Yeah, but I, mean, I was here for it. I don't know. The only things I've ever seen Lindsay Lohan in were Parent Trap. Mm -hmm. and Mean Girls. And those are both funny movies, too. So maybe this is who she's wanted to be all along. Now she's getting back to it. Yeah, right. I don't know. The raccoon scene triggered me because I, at one point, had raccoons in my apartment years ago. (laughs) And you could hear them at night. They were in between the walls, and they were clawing the tub, and they would go and laugh. (laughs) And Our apartment um, managers thought we were crazy. We thought we were going crazy. But then one night I took the trash out because it was like curbside pickup trash. Mm-hmm. But then I forgot something and I went back out and the raccoon had broken into my trash and I guess I'd had Arby's and he was perched on my front porch eating a curly fry. And it was disgusting. <laughs> I don't like Nasty. raccoons. I think they are masked bandits. But they are. Anywho. But I do love an Arby's curly fry. Brought to I you guess by they have Arby's. Yeah. <laughs> We have the meats. We have the meats. Not where's the beef. We have the meats. If they're going to be our sponsor, I need to get it right. You need to get it right. (laughs) Anyway, so Tad is off in the wilderness and he finds an ice fisherman. He finds a little hut where this guy is an ice fisherman named Ralph. And he strikes up a friendship with Ralph primarily out of desperation more than anything, which is really kind of funny because he's certainly fish out of water. It was so random, but yeah, very funny. Loved it. So the next morning, cut to the North Star, Lindsay Lohan wakes up and as opposed to it being the alarm that she's used to dealing with, it's actually the TV that's flipped on and it's flipped on to Netflix. And did you catch that it was running a preview for A Castle for Christmas, which we previously reviewed on this very podcast? I did. I believe it was episode three. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. Those kind of Easter eggs I'm here for. I love when they (laughs) do that sort of thing, especially funny because she then throws the remote at the TV to get it to stop playing, which I thought was hilarious. She wasn't here for it. No, not there at all for it at all. Anyway, Abby shows up to her room. And is it Abby or Addie? I could never tell in this. The captions spelled it A-V-Y, like Avi. Okay, let's go. Not with saying that. that's correct. Anyway, the cute little girl, that's what we'll call her. Mm-hmm. She shows up and she drags Sierra for the messiness of her room. Obviously, she's also a fish out of water. Sierra doesn't know how to take care of anything. And so Abby, the cute little girl, <laughs> lets her borrow a hair dryer. And we find out that her mom died two years ago. So both of these women you know the little girl and sierra they they both lost their moms and they decide that since they don't know what her name is at this point that they're going to call her sarah and so they saunter down she's really similar to sierra (laughs) go figure right yeah (laughs) which makes it really confusing for me as we talk about it later but okay (laughs) who is this person right they saunter down to breakfast where she knows not how to do anything (laughs) helpful bless her heart tries bacon and shocker as a normal human would she loves bacon so there we go cut to the belmont resort where the staffers finally discover that sierra is gone and they have no idea where she is 
that took Oops. a long time. <laughs> the dad gave them one job and they one lost job. her. One job and you lost her. <laughs> they do. Back. They see a note or something. So they glean that she went somewhere with Tad. Yes. So I guess that's why they weren't terribly worried about it in the beginning. Mm -hmm. But now it's it's been long enough where they're like, uh, she probably should have surfaced by now. Something's not right here. Yeah. Hmm. We're back at Jake's Inn and we learn that the inn is having some money trouble because they are not really booking as much as they need to. And so they don't have a housekeeper. And so they decide to put Sarah to work because she has nothing to do. And so what we get is a housekeeping montage where we learn that Sierra is a total hot mess and is not good at doing anything. And we get yet another physical comedy kind of bit when she tries to put a fitted sheet on a mattress, which... Hey, I feel you. Relatable. <laughs> relatable. Relatable, right? <laughs> you can, I would rather do much of anything else than try to put new sheets on the bed. I enjoy new sheets. I do not enjoy putting them on because I, it's you get one corner, you get two corner, three, and then the fourth pops off. And it's it frustrates me more than it should. So I'm team Sarah in this regard. Or Lindsay Lohan, whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cut to Tad. He's on a hike with Ralph. Okay, that relationship is budding. <laughs> Cut to Sierra. She's brushing the cute little girl's hair. She has a sweet flashback where her mom is brushing her hair. And so she sort of has a little memory here, which I thought was kind of sweet. Turns out she boned it with the washer at the North Star because she put too much detergent in the washer. And then she put an entire container in the washer of course and so jake is jake is super sad about it super bummed because it's yet one more problem that he has to figure out in all of these money troubles and so what happens is they sort of have a minor spat and sierra goes off and she confides in the horse balthazar <laughs> that she feels <laughs> like a fish out of water so she has this tender moment with the horse at the lodge which i thought was kind of funny it was very funny. <laughs> and then Jake kind of overhears her and he starts to feel bad about losing his cool earlier. And yeah. she's carrying wood to still try to help out. And she falls again carrying the wood. She just can't. Sarah Sierra can't get it right. No, no. But they do finally have a moment and he decides that he's going to take her to the Christmas marketplace. And it's at this point where I write in my notes, does he have like any interest in her? Because it felt like he was just doing a lot of this out of obligation early on. Yeah, so, but they think, well, if we go to the market, it might trigger her memory. The doctor said to do normal things, to exactly. do this, that, and the other, and maybe something will start. And that's what all of these movies say. I wonder if that's actually true. I mean, I guess it can't hurt. Mm. I've never had amnesia, but <laughs> if you have, listener, please let us know. <laughs> like, yeah. what do you do? You just have to wait it out and see when things come flooding back. That would be maybe. terrifying. That would be terrifying. Mm. So we see he, creepy Santa again at the market. Exactly. Because they go to the Christmas marketplace. The creepy Santa's there. And Jake talks a sentimental game about hot chocolate and simpler times with Sierra, which is kind of a cute little scene. It then becomes clear that he's starting to develop feelings for her. But I think he's also How could conflicted. he not? Right. Exactly. She's Lindsay Lohan after all. Right. Santa, creepy Santa, gives Sierra a snow globe which she sort of instantly has this connection to. It's sort of a nod to the snow globe scene that she had with her dad earlier on. Jake buys it for her, which is very sweet. We get this very sweet tree lighting scene in Summit Springs, which is the city 
in Colorado, question mark, where we are. And they like the tree and we get fireworks, which I thought was a nice added touch. Yes. Come on, budget. <laughs> Thanks, Netflix budge. Yeah, right. For sure. Exactly. <laughs> and the town erupts into a celebratory version of joy to the world. And Jake encourages Sierra to sing, which is nice. Tad would never. Tad was such a jerk about it. And so we get this very clear line that Jake is no Tad. Jake is yeah. no Tad. We have been knew that, but now we know for sure. 100. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah then has a tender moment with Alejandra, who is the grandmother of the girl and Jake's mother-in-law. And she confides that there's money problems at the end. And so Sarah then finds the angel that reminds Jake of his deceased wife. And so that's the moment that we get there. Then we get a nice toy drive montage. Turns out Jake is just, of course, that kind of guy who runs a toy drive for the community. She, of course, doesn't know how to wrap presents and does a hot mess at that. Everyone in town, we find out, loves Jake. Period. He's just that kind of guy. Yeah. He's done so many good deeds for everybody. Mm-hmm. But when does he take care of himself? You know? Never. Never. Yeah. It was interesting. He said that a good present only needs three pieces of tape. I think that's mm. what he said. That is what he said. Yeah, you only need three pieces of tape. Seems a little stingy. I'm not very good at wrapping presents then. I would at least think four, like two on the sides. Oh, I guess it's one on the sides, one on the back. Yeah. And then the front is one piece. Okay. No, I'm not a good present wrapper then. That seems like accelerated gift wrapping. Yeah. Yeah. Advanced placement (laughs) gift wrapping. I guess. Yeah. He took the class. He did. We're back at the hotel. There's a mistletoe moment. And are they going to kiss? No, because he stops and says, what if you're with someone in real life? Oh, Jake, you are that good a guy. Come on. He's always thinking of others. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, right. So she then gets the idea for a fundraiser to save the resort because clearly the resort's in trouble. He's not into the idea originally because he's scared and he's falling for her doesn't know quite what to do with that so he lets her put the angel on the tree and then they decide okay they go full tilt into party planning mode as an effort to sort of gather the community on christmas eve to celebrate the end blah 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 blah. again like all these movies if you really have financial troubles why are we decking the hall so much right Castle for Christmas says, did it. Yeah. Lights camera Christmas did it. Everybody, I'm really in financial ruin, but let me put up thousands of dollars of decor and pay money on the electricity <laughs> bill to light it all season. Right. Nothing says I can't afford anything quite like throwing a really audacious party. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now you are kind of a party planning committee connoisseur. So how mm-hmm. did you think this party felt? This party felt authentic and warm. I thought they did a very good job. And I loved what we get here is that they go grassroots with it. They print off flyers and they're out in the town square handing out flower flyers and making these individual invites to people. I just thought it was really, really sweet. It's at this point that Mr. Belmont arrives back in town to the luxury resort. And of course he's like, where are you at, Sierra? <laughs> and everyone at the resort is like, uh, we don't know. <laughs> we may have lost your adult daughter. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about it. 
anyway, we're back at the North Star Lodge, and Alejandra has purchased an outfit for Sierra to wear to the party. And it's at this point where I write, is this becoming a bit of a weird dynamic that the mother of the woman who was married to this man who is at this resort is now buying a dress and shoes for the woman that he might kind of have a crush on? What did you think about all of this? It was a little tangled. I guess it's okay because the his wife had passed away. It's not like they got a divorce or something. And I think this is just her, Alejandra's way of saying, I approve of this potential relationship. I mean, she said it with her words too, but also she's kind of endorsing it, that it's okay for him to have these feelings because we know he was conflicted earlier. It's sweet. It was a little... I don't know how realistic it is, but again, look at this movie. <laughs> it's a little far-fetched, but you know, that's what we're here for. Anyway, so they find Ralph and Tad finally, and the sheriff knows where to go to find Sierra. So obviously we are all sort of building to this point where it's going to happen. Sierra comes down the steps at the North Star Lodge. Of course, she looks amazing in the red dress that Alejandra picked up for her. And they, quote, test the dance floor at the party and have this dancing moment, which is really sweet. And he has this line that I actually thought was a pretty great line where he says, I kind of hope no one shows up so it can just be us here tonight, which I was like, oh, oh that I thought that was a great <laughs> line. I just it was I thought it was so good. It, however, does not happen because true to form, the entire town loves him and they show up big time and it really just saves the day because he gets up there and talks about how much he loves the community and out of nowhere, people just start talking about memories they have of the North Star and how much he's done for them and didn't even take money when he should have and all of a sudden people just start dropping checks to help pay for things and it's just i thought it was a very sweet moment i got a little it was such a heartwarming a moment. little tear in my eye when that happened for sure. <laughs> oh it reminded me of it's a wonderful life at the yes. end when they're all giving george bailey the money to help him out it was i don't know if it was supposed to be a nod to that but that's what it reminded me of and one of the townspeople who give him a check was on married at first sight which i'm a oh. big fan of <laughs> so i was like look at her doing big things her marriage didn't work out but now she's on a netflix movie so here we are moving on up there you go <laughs> anyway beauregard belmont and tad show up to the north star at the worst possible time of course did we talk and about they, tad and ralph were found by the police yeah they were found by the police and brought to the police station and that's when Beauregard sort of sweeps into the sheriff's office, right? And that's how that all sort of yes. happens. Yeah. He connects with them and then they go charging in. But so Ralph was trespassing, was the Apparently, deal? Yeah. Yeah. Again. So and they were going to, he was going to be in big trouble. But Tad's like, now that they're such big buddies, he's like, oh, no, it's okay, man. Just, just let him off this time. He's my friend. <laughs> I thought that was kind of a unique friendship. So anyway, they take her back to the luxury resort and she while sleeping has big time flashbacks and it's at this point where she wakes up and she realizes that she is a changed woman because of this experience that she had with jake at the north star cut to christmas what did you morning. think i'm sorry yeah no go what ahead. did you think about this flashback montage because 
I know the other Netflix movie we watched mm-hmm. did this. I thought this one was far more effective than the one in A Castle for Christmas. This one, I thought, actually, because you got to remember, she was in a dream sequence here. She was asleep having this thing, whereas in A Castle for Christmas, it was just sort of meant to sweep us up into the romance of their relationship. This was like legitimately, I think, stream of consciousness supposed to be as she's dreaming. So, okay, I'll let it slide. That's fine. Yeah, I know you're not generally one of these for like a montage where we see things that have happened throughout the movie to remind us. No, in Mary Measure last night, they did it too. And it's flashing back to like she's holding up a bag of bagels. Like it's random stuff. (laughs) It even makes sense. And it's completely unnecessary. But okay, I, I can understand where it would be necessary in this instance. Listen, I think some of my more romantic moments in life have happened over bagels. So, I mean, it's quite conceivable. <laughs> you just have a dream sequence montage about bagels and carbs. All carbs the time. in general. Carbs in general, Jennifer. Touche. <laughs> so it's Christmas morning at the North Star and there's a really tender sort of present exchange. And for some reason, they've got news, news, news on on Christmas morning, as one does. I don't know. Yeah. And they see this news conference that they have orchestrated with Sierra, the hotel heiress, being found. It's a Christmas miracle, blah, 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 blah. And it is revealed that she is engaged to Tad. And we're all just like, ugh, come on. And I know. And Jake is even more bummed. And he's like, I've seen enough. Turn it off. It's at this point that his daughter, sweet girl, Abby, Addy, Abby, who knows? She reveals yeah. that her wish for him was that he would find someone to love, which I just thought was really sweet. And then That's she why says, "Creepy Santa's been putting in the work the whole time. Mm-hmm. The work the whole time." And she says, "I think you should tell her you love her," which I thought was pretty wise for a girl of nine or ten to say to her dad at this point. Mm-hmm. And they're like, how are we going to get there? And lo and behold, they look out the window and there is that brand new Santa sleigh that they spotted earlier on at the Christmas marketplace. It's a Christmas miracle. And they hop in and they are off like the wind thanks to Balthazar the horse. (laughs) Balthazar, have your moment. (laughs) Honestly. Get your jewels on your crown, Balthazar. (laughs) Come on. Come on. So we're back at the Belmont Luxury Ski Resort. She breaks it off with Tad now that she's a changed woman, thankfully. We get a green peacoat moment. Not a red, not a red, but a green peacoat. She wore moment. red earlier in the movie. True. But we get a it green peacoat my, moment. Filled my cup. Bonus. Yeah. <laughs> How does green fill your cup? Does it does it quite do it? I mean, truly, I would probably rather wear a green one than red in my everyday life. But Yeah. Yeah. We don't see it as much. Yeah. So we get a sweet moment where she's at the tree. Lo and behold, secret squirrel Santa yet again shows up and he says to Jake, I think what you're looking for is in there. (laughs) Somehow he knows exactly. He knows when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. (laughs) He knows when the love of your life is in the atrium of the hotel. I don't know. Do you think he put an air tag on her? He slipped it in her purse. That's is that how trick. Santa tracks us That's all? How Santa works. He invented tags. the air tag. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they have their moment in the tree. 
near the tree in the atrium of the of the luxury ski resort there at the Belmont and she says he says to her what a Christmas and she says yeah it's one I'll never forget fade to black roll credits we are going to each give three gifts if we give more gold than coal it's going to be a baby it's cold outside if it's more coal it's just going to be plain old frostbitten and if it's a tie, we're just going to call it Merry Christmas. Jennifer, please go first. The first piece of gold has to go to Lindsay Lohan. There's no other choice. I have to give it to her. I thought she was endearing. I thought she was funny. She had some sweet moments. Chef's kiss to Lindsay Lohan. I hope this is just really a, a new beginning for her. Well, you know, they are saying that... This is her renaissance, that she's trying to make a career start. What do you think about this kind of a movie, trying to go for this kind of a statement, being the initial statement for someone trying to restart her career the way she is? Do you think it works? I think so. I mean, it's been the number one movie in the country since it came out last Wednesday or Thursday, according to the Netflix screens so i think it's a good way to get her back in front of a lot of faces because if you turn on netflix even if you're not seeking out this movie it's there and so it's a good way to kind of reinitiate her into society i think it's an interesting choice because she could have gone the complete opposite way and done some sort of arty farty really off the deep end esoteric kind of artsy fartsy kind of movie you know and instead i don't know if that's what she wants i mean it's not like she's claiming to want to be this true artist or whatever i think she just wants to make movies and she wants to have fun and be back in the spotlight a little bit and so what better way than to be in a christmas movie on netflix and it really seemed like she enjoyed this movie the thing i also like is that we get bloopers during the credits Mm -hmm. at the end which i think really show you that she had a good time making this movie so yes Good yeah. for her. It's good to see her back. Good for her. My first her. piece of coal, I could not get past. I know. I know. I could not get past the green screen stuff that they did in this movie. Not only in the skiing montage, but in some of the sleigh scenes as well. Some of the special effects were just uncharacteristically low budget for a film that spent a lot of money in other places. Right? Yeah. So... I can't let it slide. It's cold for me. Anyway. Okay, fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to counter that with another piece of gold for the laugh out loud moments and the physical comedy bits. I love Lucille Ball. She's one of my idols. And this was very like reminiscent of that to me. Like she can, she can pull off the physical comedy. Yes. It's silly when she flips over backwards on a recliner, but I thought she did a good job. Yeah. I agree with you. I thought the physical comedy, it wasn't goofy. It actually added some, something some humor some levity to the plot which i thought was great i'm going to give some gold here for the genuine feels about this movie i thought that the romance felt realistic between these two it actually developed it wasn't just like i love you how do we make this happen it felt like Mm -hmm. it actually evolved i felt like she actually Lindsay, did a great job of sort of being a character that evolved and changed throughout their journey and I actually Mm -hmm. thought that I really appreciated the 
subplot with Alejandra and the mother-in-law and that relationship. I just thought that there were a lot of good feels with relationships in this movie. Yes. And that my last piece of gold is similar to that. Um, I wrote heartwarming moments, but I'll make it specific to the scene at the party when everybody's giving him money, the it's a wonderful life type scene that I didn't cry. I didn't shed a tear like you, but it was close. I was almost there. It was very sweet and it seemed very genuine. And being a good guy pays off. What do you know? Yeah, no, I thought that was a really great message. And my last gift that I'm bringing is definitely gold here. And it is for the Santa magic subplot. As much as I thought it was sort of creepy the way he kept looking at people, I did sort of appreciate that they used that Santa character throughout to advance the plot in really meaningful ways that made sense and sort of added an air of magic to a movie that could have otherwise just been sort of like flat romantic comedy like it definitely felt like a christmas movie with a little bit of magic in yes it. agreed so bottom line there was way more gold than your one dumb piece of coal so we definitely think it's worth your time it is a baby it's cold outside i think everybody should take a spin on it this christmas this holiday season I think it's um, super funny, actual laugh out loud moments. Like we said, I'm just repeating myself at this point, but I really enjoyed it. It lived up to the hype for me. Like the plot works, the characters work, the scenery works. It just, it works. It's actually a yeah. really, really good one, I think. It's nothing original. If you've seen any of these movies, you've seen this plot before, but that doesn't make it bad. It doesn't mean it's bad at all. So I enjoyed it. And I think you will too, dear listener. And it's absolutely a treat to see Lindsay Lohan in this kind of a role. She is back. <laughs> yeah. Big old splash in all of the fake designer named outfits. <laughs> and that, friends, is another episode of Do You Watch What I Watch? Special thanks to Nick Schwartz for our theme song and to you for listening. Hey, if you like our podcast, be sure to review, subscribe, and tell a friend. We're on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. We're everywhere. Just find us at Do You Watch What I Watch. You can give us a follow, leave a comment, and we're also at DoYouWatchWhatIWatch.com. If all else fails, just go there. Just go there. Hey, next time, we have a new one for you from Hallmark. This is Christmas at the Golden Dragon. And here's the plot summary. When a beloved Midwestern Chinese restaurant announces it is closing right before Christmas, it prompts their clientele to re-examine their relationships in a series of interconnected stories amid the chaos of its busiest week of the year. Hey, if you watch this one, let us know what you think before we air our new podcast episode. You can just drop us a quick little video or a voice memo to do you watch what I watch at gmail.com. We are going to have a lot to discuss with this one. And until then, will your days be merry and bright. See you next time. <laughs>